Hi, I'm Julie Lucas, class of 1997, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Helen Hanovich, Darlington class of 2002 and Leadership Darlington class of 2012, and Blake Seekers, Darlington class of 1999 and Leadership Darlington class of 2019. And we will be talking about life since Darlington, career paths, and their career partnership in our Darlington Connects program. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Helen Hanovich is the principal for Helen Davis Interior Design, and Blake is the owner of T. Blake Seegers Architecture and Landscapes. So Helen and Blake, thank you so much for joining us today. How are y'all? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having us. I appreciate this. This is fun. Absolutely. Well, so let's start. Helen, tell me where you are today. I am currently sitting in my office in Atlanta, Georgia. Great. Now, Blake, tell me where you are because you're not in Atlanta. I'm not in Atlanta. So I actually, um, due to COVID, have uh, developed an opportunity to split my time between 30A, Highway 30A in Florida, uh, near Watersound Beach, um, and also in Atlanta. But right now, currently, I'm at Watersound Beach. Fantastic. Well, I am so excited to catch up with y'all today and hear what all you've been up to. I've been following you both on social media and seeing the work that y'all have been doing together and everything is just stunning. So I'm excited to actually hear from y'all. But first of all, I'd love to get started with talking a little bit about your Darlington experience, uh, how you ended up at Darlington, a few details maybe about uh, what you were involved in while you were here, day or dorm student, all of the good things that make up uh, what being a Darlington alum is. So, uh, Helen, we'll get started with you. And uh, just tell us, when did you start at Darlington? Um, I started at Darlington in first grade um, and went all the way through um, graduation of 12th grade. Um, I was pretty involved in student council, um, which I think Blake was as well with me. Um, did I make that up, Blake? A little bit. Okay. Um, student council. Um, I played soccer, uh, softball. That's good. Well, and uh, so you graduated in 2002. I graduated in 2002. Um, went to college in Dallas, Texas at Southern Methodist University. Um, ended up in New York working in fashion or excuse me, graduated um, with an art history degree from SMU, moved to New York to work in fashion. Um, I was there about four years. I left in 2010 to move to Atlanta and sort of stumbled into interior design from, from there. Good. Now, Blake, you, you were also a day student at Darlington. I was, yeah. So I grew up in Rome, Georgia, uh, and I came to Darlington in the sixth grade. So I had my entire middle school year, sixth, seventh, eighth uh, at Darlington, and then through high school, ended up graduating in uh, 99. Um, I was never a born athlete, but uh, when I was at Darlington, I don't know how it is today, but we were required to participate in certain after school activities. And so like Helen, I uh, participated in soccer, uh, but mostly I was more on the, the uh, publications side at Darlington. I participated a lot in yearbook um, and came to be the co-yearbook editor along with my friend Katie Fairer. Um, and um, that was actually a very, you know, having not been skilled in athleticism, the whole um, publication side was pretty 
helpful to me through the years unintentionally but programs like Quark Express and Illustrator and Photoshop, things that we were working with, with the, uh, with the Ink Slinger and Yearbook and Lakeside Lines, all that stuff, um, I've actually continued using to this day. Um, but after Darlington, I went to the University of Georgia. Um, funny story, I tell people I always wanted to go to the University of Georgia, but then I also always wanted to be an architect. and. This whole declaring of a major thing when I got to University of Georgia and I sat down with my advisor, she told me how to declare major. And I said, I want to be an architect. And they said, well, we don't have that here. And I was like, okay, well, what's <laughs> that thing? <laughs> um, so I ended up studying landscape architecture, which I loved. I've always loved. And I was introduced to that um, through Ed Waters with Waters Landscaping and also through Chase and Mull, who had a, a landscape crew in Rome as well. Um, both Darlington, um, I think Chase went to Darlington. I know he's very involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, after I graduated, I went. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and worked with a landscape architect named Ben Page, and where I was exposed to the world of unbelievable clientele and budget, um, which inspired me to go back to graduate school, and I went to Georgia Tech and got my master's in architecture. And after which I went to work with an architect in Atlanta named Norman Askins and um, launched my own business about four years ago. So um, yeah, that's my story. I love it. I love that um, Darlington gave you both so many connections. And I love that even though you're in 30A, Blake, we love that you come back to Atlanta as well. Um, both of y'all have uh, are legacies at Darlington. You both have members of your family who attended Darlington. Tell me a little bit about your families. And Blake, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Well, uh, my brother, my older brother was uh, Shane Seegers. He was class of Darlington class of 96. And his wife, Alicia Williams uh, Seegers, also class of 96. Uh, my parents didn't go to Darlington. My dad was the son of a Methodist preacher, and he traveled all over the southeast. And I'm on with the Westminster in Atlanta. Um, but, yes, I mean, as far as legacy goes, my brother and sister-in-law are both Darlington graduates. They now live in Birmingham, and um, their, uh, Alicia is home with the kids and, uh, my brother is, my brother Shane is in the financial world. I'm not a financial person, so that's a very vague, ambiguous world to me. He's in finance. That's all I really understand. That's how I feel about finance as well. Uh, just in, and then when you go up North, it's finance. Finance in the South. Finance. Yeah. Now, Helen, you you are part of a legacy family as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so both um, of my parents graduated. Uh, my mother graduated from Thornwood, which was um, before Darlington was co-ed. Um, the girls' school, Thornwood, my father was a day student at Darlington. Um, all of their siblings, um, which of which there are many, um, graduated from either Darlington or Thornwood. Um, so many generations of um, Darlington and Thornwood graduates, my family, my brother um, graduated in 2004, also from Darlington and now um, lives in Atlanta with, with uh, near us. So it's great. Very good. So let me ask you, I always have to ask this, who is your favorite or who was your favorite teacher at Darlington? I really, I mean, the first person that pops to my mind was Jim Van Ness. Um, he, I got in more trouble in middle school 
talking in class, cutting up, just doing stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing. And I think that I was scared to death of that man. Um, I would be, I would, it was a daily thing for me in any class of mine in middle school to be sent out to the hall for talking or for whatever. And the Darlington Middle School, if y'all remember, was just one long hallway. So if you're in the hall, Jim Benes could be at the other end of the hall. He would see you and he would scream down to the end of the, Blake Stingers, what have you done now? And I'd be trembling, just scared to death. But he really, I mean, through the years, I mean, that was when I was, how old are you in the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade? And now I'm 40 years old. And I still remember sitting in his office, not from the trouble, but just as the friend that he was. Um, he was just such a good man. And, um, you know, I, I know that he taught me algebra. Uh, and I know that I got in trouble with him or anything, but more than anything, I remember him just being a very um, good, moral, high integrity person that, you know, made me want to be a better person through the years. Um, so he's always been one of my favorites. I love Jim Vaness. I will second uh, Mr. Vaness. I had him for, I believe, algebra in middle school. Um, he was such a just wonderful, wonderful teacher. Um, and principal of our middle school at the time. Um, I would also say there were so many good teachers at Darlington. It's so hard to um, to pick just one. I would say one of my favorite classes, which actually happened to be a pair of teachers, was Mr. Murray and Mr. Moss um, for English. But I love sort of the tag team approach of those two uh, very different personalities, but like how they both brought so much passion to the study of English. And then I would also say Mr. Moss for being such a great college advisor. I think he really encouraged me to look at schools all over the country, outside of necessarily my comfort zone or outside of Georgia. I think he's a big part of why I ended up at SMU, which was such a wonderful experience for me. And it was, you know, just so great after living in Rome my entire life to be in a different part of the country in a different state, um, you know, and now having left there with a totally different network and friend group from the one that I had at Darlington, I feel like my Darlington network and my um, Dallas, Texas network have helped me, you know, with, with clients and um, just networking overall with my business over the last few years. Um, so, yeah, I would I would definitely say Mr. Van Ness, Mr. Moss. Mr. Murray, but it's it's hard to name, you know, just two or three for sure. I have to throw Gordon Neville in there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all have all um, mentioned amazing teachers who spent a long time here at Darlington. And uh, of course, Sam Moss is still here. I hope that you both got your Sam Moss sticker this year with Giving Day. If not, let me know. <laughs> Robert Corbin sent me one in the mail. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a fun, fun day. Well, this is, this is one question I'd love to ask you, uh, especially, especially with both of you being in design. Uh, what's your favorite location on campus? Is it, do you have a favorite building, a favorite spot, a favorite memory of a spot on campus? I would have to say, um, from a design perspective, I would say the chapel, just because it's such a beautiful, um, beautiful building. There's so much history. My parents were married at the chapel at Darlington. Um, it's just how it's set on the beautiful lake. In terms of time spent at Darlington, I would have to say the cove, just having a spot to hang out and meet people and, and visit and, you know, spend time in between classes. Um, 
I think those are my two most memorable spots on campus. And I'm trying to compartmentalize my memory of my high school years on campus versus my memory of high, of my experiences on campus now as an adult because they're vastly different experiences. I'm such as an architect, I take so much inspiration from historical precedent. Um, and there's so much architectural beauty and integrity in so many of the old buildings, especially at Wilcox and the chapel. Um, I mean, the, the, I mean, those were two of the original buildings on campus. But as I go back as an adult now and I see things like the girls dorm or the middle school, there's so many architectural spaces that are stunning and the details are you know, um, just top notch. But I mean, that's just, I mean, I, that's one compartment, I guess, of, of my experience of Darlington is the beauty of the architecture itself. But I mean, how blessed we are, we were to be surrounded by such beautiful geographical features, like the cross country trail behind school. Um, I mean, <laughs> now during my school years, we would run up there to for trouble whatever we were getting into trouble, we would go hide in the woods to get into trouble. Um, now, like when I bring my children back, I take our, my children and our dog on walks through the, the cross country trail. Or when I have uh, friends in town, I take them just to drive around campus to look how beautiful the lake is. Um, so it's a hard, a hard question to answer on what was my favorite spot because architecturally I could say there's so many different elements, but then just the beauty of the natural environment was stunning as well. So anyway. No, that's perfect. Well, so we've talked a little bit about your time at Darlington. And then, of course, post-Darlington, you both touched a little bit on um, college and kind of your path since then. But you both offer very interesting connections, of course, which we mentioned. But you're both entrepreneurs. So you're both entrepreneurs and you both now partner together. So I'd love for you to each tell me a little bit about your business and then how how you ended up together. I feel like you want to start or do you want me to run with that? <laughs> um, either way. Yeah. I'll go. Okay, so I, I um, as I mentioned earlier, had an art history degree from SMU, moved to New York to do, in, uh, to, uh, to work in fashion, which I loved, realized as much as I loved what I was doing there, I, it wasn't as much of a creative outlet for me as I had hoped that it would be. And I realized that I also, well, I love that industry was really feeling like I wanted to be on my own or do something for myself. And I felt like doing that in New York was going to be tough, just financially, um, connections wise, especially being from the South, knowing that like most of my connections were closer to home. Um, and then of course I started, uh, you know, wanting to be closer to my family and friends and things like that. So I moved back um, probably the worst time possible, uh, which was 2009, 2010, where everybody was sort of jobless. And of course, finding anything in fashion in Atlanta was sort of impossible. Um, so while I was jobless, I started um, buying and selling vintage furniture, sort of like repurposing and reselling it. That was sort of like a new thing. Now we have companies like One Kings Lane and Cherish that are huge and do that all the time. But I, I sort of started doing that at the very beginning of, of the online sales of things like that, um, which ultimately led into friends and family asking me to help 
um, with their design. So I did, unlike Blake, do not have a degree in interior design fully, um, as I always say, stumbled into this. Um, but I think, you know, also moving here, if I had not moved here in the time that I did, I, I could have easily ended up doing something else. I sort of had to be um, scrappy and, and figure out a way to, to be on my own because there were really no jobs available at the time. Um, so for, for years, I was completely um, by myself working from home. Um, I now have an assistant and um, an intern who helped me working with Blake uh, or having the opportunity to work with Blake has been amazing. Um, we, he actually called me, what was that a year and a half ago, Blake? Um, I was extremely pregnant with my first child, uh, not really looking to take on any new clients, but he sold me on the opportunity. I had been dying to work with him. Obviously, um, Blake was a senior when I was a freshman. We've known each other for years and years. So, um, I knew that working with him would be fun. I wasn't really looking to take on another job. Um, at the time it actually wasn't that big of a job. Blake, if you remember, it was going to be a small renovation, um, with what I was told were wonderful clients. So I was just, you know, fine to, or, and, you know, excited to take the opportunity, but, um, was thinking it was not going to be a huge job. It ended up probably being one of our biggest jobs, um, for each of us of the year, um, with yeah. awesome, awesome clients who, you know, I hope that we work with for years and years. Um, so yeah, it's, it was really exciting for us to have that opportunity and, um, it's, it's just been a lot of fun and I hope we get to do more things together moving forward. Hopefully people love what we did on this house and will want, uh, want the dream team again. <laughs> the, the dream team again. <laughs> well, we want to make sure that all of our um, Darlington community knows how to reach out to you. So we'll make sure at the end of this and all, when we post it online and Absolutely. post it on social media, we are tagging everything appropriately, giving you, uh, giving them your contact information and Instagram handles and all the good stuff so they can see the beautiful work Wonderful. that y'all are doing. And I welcome Darlington alumni interns. So <gasps> oh. ladies and gentlemen, give me a call. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. We will make sure that we put that out there as well. Um, that's fantastic. And that's exactly what we are looking for with the Darlington Connects program is finding the wonderful alumni and parents who are willing to help each other out. And let's work totally. within our community before we try to find anybody outside. Yeah. My first, um, actually my first intern that I ever had was a girl named Reeves Trevet, who um, I did not know from Rome. She was a boarding student from Atlanta, but reached out to me because I had spoken at her career day, um, which made me feel extremely old. But uh, she was absolutely wonderful. And if, I just knew that, um, you know, someone coming from Darlington was going to, was going to know how to work and have, you know, the experience and the, um, the confidence to do a great job. And she absolutely did. That's a great story. Blake, do you want to add anything to how, how you and, uh, Helen have connected and, um, maybe just with a little bit more about how you created your own business and went down that route. Obviously you're, you shared with us that you went to college for one thing and then ended up at the, uh, 
the rival college. (laughs) So actually, you know, I I tell people um, this question comes up periodically that I, like Helen, sort of evolved into where I am right now. I did not set out to be a landscape architect or set out to be an architect. Like I said, I went to Georgia because I always wanted to go to Georgia. And quite frankly, from a financial perspective, I wanted my family wanted me to have in-state tuition. Um, and Georgia was one of the best decisions of my life. It's um, allowed me connections and opportunities out the wazoo. Have, like with a business that's located in Atlanta, I know you know half the city from the University of Georgia. Um, but I didn't set out for on this career path. I speak with so many, I say children, young adults these days that are still in high school. And I, I use the high schools like Westminster and love it because that's the bubble that I'm in in Atlanta. And I'll be at these cocktail parties and I'll speak with these teenagers that are 16 years old and say, I'm going to Princeton because I'm going to study law and I'm going to change the world. And I'm going to Columbia and I'm going to become a doctor. Like when I was 16, I knew what I was going to do. And so I got to Georgia, and like I said, when I met with my advisor, and she said, declare your major, and I said, architecture, and she laughed. I was like, wrong school, and I went into the landscape architecture program. I just discovered that it was fun, um, and I discovered that I had a talent in it. I did, I never really explored that avenue in high school. It was just often came to me in college. Um and then it wasn't until after college when I went to work in Nashville. I've never worked with a land, with another. With the two companies that inspired me most were uh, Ben Page in Nashville and Norman Askins in Atlanta. And the budgets that I was exposed to during that time frame was unimaginable, unimaginable. Um, and so it really allowed me the opportunity to play with disposable income and realized just how other people's disposable income, not my own. Um, And I realized how fun this could be. Um, And I realized that it was at that that time in Nashville that I realized the level of my ambition um, on what I wanted, where I wanted to go with my career. And it was at that time that I realized I needed to go back to graduate school. I didn't want to limit myself to just landscape. So many people would come up to me frequently and say, I need someone to cut my grass. And I would say, well, no, that's not really what I do. (laughs) I'm more on the design side of it all. And so um, I've really, uh, and that, believe it or not, even with a a master's in architecture from Georgia Tech and doing some of the projects that I do now, I still get that question. I need someone to cut my grass. I'm like, "Hmm, let me see if I have someone you can call. Um, And anyway, it, then again, going back and working with Norman, I realized so much of what we do um, is a social. Uh, I mean, Helen and I are both just very, very social people. It's about communication and about having fun. Um, and there's a salesmanship to it at all. We have to sell this idea and this product. Um, so there, there are multiple levels to our careers. There's yes, there's the the talent and the eye, but there's also the ability to present the vision and gain the trust of our, of our clients. And as Helen was touching on the the client that we just wrapped up or that we're currently wrapping up, um, we were really able to achieve that trust where they just gave us free range to say, Hey, what do you think looks good? Great. Do it. 
Um, and when I came to Helen, so when I came to Helen about a year and a half, two years ago on this one project, that was the first collaboration that we've had together. Um, and I know, I know with certainty that we will continue to work more together because it's just a fun, we're just having fun. We're going and meeting and we are laughing. Sometimes we are drinking. Sometimes we are shopping. But it's all about having fun. And I tell people all the time, I don't know all the answers. Helen doesn't know all the answers. Julie, you don't know all the answers. Let's throw them all into this pot and, and figure out what works best. Let's do it as a team. And let's all put the client first and have fun doing it. So, anyway. Oh, but starting my own business? Scared to death. Scared to death. I am divorced. I have three children. At the time, four and a half years ago when I started my own business, I had a mortgage, a car payment, child support, attorneys. It was a scary, scary, scary time. I had no nest egg to fall back onto, and I was petrified. Um, but like Helen, she said she came to Atlanta when the economy was in the toilet, and she just had to make do. Same thing. It was sink or swim. I had to figure out how to pay the bills. And you know what? I found a career that I was able to pay the bills and have fun at the same time. Okay, so let me ask you both. Because, you know, you talk about needing to have fun, communication, starting your own business is scary, you're rolling the dice. So what advice, let me think about it for a minute, what advice do you have for those in our Darlington community, whether they're starting their own business, whether they're taking a leap and going from, they're going to quit their job and go back to school, or they're going to change careers. What advice do you have uh, for everyone out there? And I know that's kind of... You might have already given it by saying, make sure you're having fun and being open and communicating. But I'd love for you to share advice. I would say my best advice would be to take an internship in whatever field you think you might be interested in. It's a great way to dip your toes in the water to get a lot of great work experience without um, you know, necessarily having to commit to an industry. Some of the internships I had in New York, my first internship in New York, um, was for a small fashion company. And it was wonderful because because it was a small company, I really got to do a little bit of everything. You know, I got to do PR, I got to do marketing, I got to see some of the design process, I got to see some of the sales process. And it really helped me figure out like what my strengths were, what I was interested in, um, and, and what would be an actually viable career path. You know, you don't realize when you're young how much money is being pumped into these companies, um, especially, you know, if you're going to be a jewelry designer or fashion designer, and that was just not um, something that I was able to do. Um, and I, from the internship, sort of fell into the sales side of fashion, which I actually think has helped me immensely in interior design, because as Blake was saying earlier, you really... It, you're selling yourself first before before you get your foot in the door to do design. I mean, you're selling yourself and what you can bring to a project um, to a client. And if you can't, you know, if you can't get them to c commit to you, then you know you're you're not you're not doing anything. Um, so I would definitely say having an internship was. Um, or, or to getting an internship with some of the best advice um, that I re that I received. I would also say, listen to people around you. Um, you know, we all think that we know what we're doing and, and that what we're doing is best, but you, you need to like soak in other people's advice like a sponge, whether it's 
you know, a mentor or your boss, even if you disagree with what they're doing, even if you think you could do it um, a different way or better than they could, use all the resources available to you. Um, and the, some of the other best advice I got, I would say, and this is the last thing that I'll say, is no matter how small your business is, to always treat it like a big business. So even when I had no employees and no money, you know, set yourself up with a great accountant or, um, you know, make sure that you have the right website and business cards. It's sort of all smoke and mirrors in the beginning. And, and people, um, you know, I, I had nothing. I had no portfolio. I had no interior design degree, but I decorated my own apartment. I had a photographer shoot it. I built a website on it. I pitched it to a magazine. I started an Instagram account, which to age myself, this is the beginning of Instagram um, and really built my business from nothing um, on that. But, um, you know, it, 10 years later, it's, it's worked out well. So I think um, the great news with, with what's happening in the world and with social media is you're, much more easily able to market yourself and to start your own business because you can do a lot of it for free. And that's fantastic. But before you can just start your own business, I mean, you need to work for somebody that knows what they're doing because, uh, you know, you've got to start somewhere. You've got to learn from, from somebody. And even though my internships were in a completely different field, I learned so much about hard work and, perseverance and marketing and sales and selling yourself and being confident, um, you know, from, from those first internships and jobs. Helen, for anyone in our Darlington community who would like to pick your brain or talk to you about an internship or just hear a little bit more about that, would you be willing to connect with them? Absolutely. Perfect. All right, Blake, what about you? What's your advice to the to our community out there looking to maybe make a change or maybe just to learn a little bit more? I mean, I echo so much of what Helen just said. And honestly, as she was talking, I was also brainstorming in my own mind as to what I was going to say. And all these phrases were popping into my head. And I was like, geez, that's such a cliche. Geez, that's such a cliche. And that's one thing that I, in my industry as a designer, as an architect, I try to steer away from cliches and hear all these words of encouragement and advice, I was thinking, well, I think I read that on a poster when I was 16. Um, well, but it's true. Like, I mean, I agree completely with what Helen said. Be a sponge. Surround yourself with good people that lift you up, inspire you, um, push you out of your comfort zone, um, allow you to take risks and support you during those risks. Um, I mean, again, all these these things that I'm are in my head are such cliches, but you've got to take the risk. Um, it, you know, it's one thing to go work for a corporation and know that you've got a salary coming in and a 401k and you're going to retire one day. But what you might max out at making 100, 150 grand a year. That's fabulous. That's a great career. Go for it. Um, but that going to that day to day office uh, environment is a very predictable world. Um, yeah. Going out on your own, there's so, every single day, there's a new challenge. Um, I mean, I dream about work and I wake up stressed about work and I go to bed after a glass of wine stressed about work, but it's also worth it because of what it has, uh, what, uh, what opportunities it has allowed me. Um, yes, I completely echo Helen's comment 
get a good internship and soak it up. Never think like here I am. I've been working for many years. Never think that you know all the answers because you don't always learn from other people. Um, have humility. Um, this is something that I tell myself every day. I'm preaching to myself when I say this, shut your mouth and listen, um, because you can learn a lot from those around you. Um, but you've got to just, you know, take risks and realize everything's going to be okay. You're going to make it work. Well, um, uh, sorry, Blake, not to piggyback or interrupt you, but I would also say, you know, to people that are interested in design, obviously Blake and I are now self-employed and run our own businesses, but that's not for everyone either. I absolutely. think, you know, some, some people don't want the risks that we take. And that's fine. I think, you know, and thank God that there are people like that because Blake and I like lean heavily on, um, you know, design assistants and junior designers and things like that. I mean, there are so many positions like that out in the world. I think that's, you know, in hindsight, I wish always that I had worked for another interior designer because I always feel like I'm doing it backwards or learning things the hard way. I mean, I think, um, the flip side of that, of course, is once you are working for somebody else and you have the comfort and stability of insurance and a salary and things like that, it's hard to think of walking away from those things. Um, so I think where I got really lucky was that I just didn't have another job. There, I wasn't having to walk away from something great to take the risk to be on my own. I mean, I think that helped me. I, I don't know if I would have had the gumption to do it otherwise. Um, so for people that might be extremely creative, but are, you know, maybe don't want the risk or don't feel comfortable sort of having their name on the front door, that's fine too, because we need all of those people to strengthen us. I mean, I, I couldn't do anything that I'm doing without my assistant, Ellen, who's sitting on the other side of the screen, um, who I would be more than happy for her to leave and go and do her own thing. And of course, that's what you expect when you when you hire people. Like, I think a lot of creative people ultimately want to be in control of their own creative vision. But, um, you know, if you're somebody that doesn't necessarily want to be in the spotlight or want to want to take on um, all the, you know, risk involved with working for yourself, there are a million wonderful jobs for you as well. I echo everything she just said, and she said it better than I could have, uh, could have a second ago. Um, when I was making that comment earlier, I didn't want my comment to be implied that anything was wrong with working with a corporation. I worked for that for years and years and years, but there's a lot of security with that. Yes, I miss that good insurance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's, <laughs> That predictability of what's coming next week, I, I miss that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's where I was going with that comment earlier. Yeah. Well, Blake, I'll ask you the same question. Would you be willing to connect with those in the, in the community if they have questions about um, uh, maybe switching, leaving, and, uh, leaving a career, going back to school? Or quite frankly, if you have any recommendations on who can cut their grass. <laughs> of course, of course. Amen. All of the above. I would love to help. I've told you at uh, past uh, events, one of my favorite things is uh, career day. Um, and here you are talking to a group of teenagers. But again, going back to one of my comments, when I was a teenager, I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I didn't realize what I wanted to do. Until I'm still looking for what I want to do in life. So it, 
there's no harm in starting over at the age 40 or 50. So, I mean, yes, to answer your question, yes, I will talk to anybody and everybody and help out in any way I can. Well, for those listening, uh, a way to connect with both Blake and Helen or anyone else is to simply email connect at darlingtonschool.org. All right. So, guys, um, is there anything else you'd like to share? Anything that we didn't cover? Anything that you want to touch on? Uh, just one thing that I think is really fun and amazing about the opportunities with Helen is um, that we have technically known each other our whole lives, kind of. I mean, as children, like, of course, Rome's small, um, but it wasn't until like the past couple of years that we've become pretty close friends. Um, and it was a full circle moment. Um, and it's a lot of fun being in front of a client with knowing our history. Um, and it's not like as children, we were never best buds. We just knew who each other were because our parents knew who each other were. And then, like she said, I was a senior when she was a freshman. It's not like we were best buds in high school, but we knew each other. Um, but it's fun here 25 years later, we've come full circle and now we work with each other and talk a lot. We talk yeah, at least a week, once a week or something like that. So yeah, it's it's been fun to, you know, I think um, just seeing sort of like how the different paths both of our lives have taken us to sort of end up in this same place. I mean, we really, you know, could not have been on like different trajectories there for a little bit, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's just been, it's so, it's so nice working with somebody that you have a history with and, you know, just a mutual like respect for, um, and especially what we do, I guess the one thing we haven't really said is, you know, neither one of us are like splitting the atom or doing brain surgery. I mean, what we do is, um, probably by definition, a little frivolous, but it's, um, brings us so much joy. It's so much fun to, help a client um who maybe you know this comes so naturally i think to both of us this is fun for us it's easy for us but i think um thankfully this is not so easy for everyone else which is why we have jobs um it's so fun to 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 help people sort of like execute their dreams especially with somebody like blake i mean to for him to be able to like design something from the ground up and for me to be able to like uh, kind of run with that um, has just been really exciting. I mean, we're so lucky that we just get to do things that make, you know, hopefully make people happy and bring them joy. And um, at the end of the day, what we do should be fun because if you're lucky enough to be able to afford to, build a brand new house and pay an interior designer like these are such luxuries and we want people to enjoy that whole process and i think um our having this history and being able to have fun with each other made the projects that we worked on just that much more fun and exciting well having fun has come up a lot during this so i hope to one day be able to work with y'all because I'm one yes. of those people that does not have that talent. So <laughs> I don't have the vision, but I appreciate those who do. So I love, I love that y'all are out there um, being creative, being artistic and working together. And um, hopefully, hopefully you will find a lot in the Darlington community who can ask for advice, but hopefully maybe find a few new clients as well. Wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 
also for those listening, I've known Julie for a long, long time, and I praise what she does because I don't have the skills that she has. Her, she's creative in her own right with uh, bringing the Darlington community back together. Um, I think what she's doing at Darlington with the alumni is spectacular, and I applaud you because you are um, a face for the community, and you're a, a fun, refreshing face for the community for us alumni that know you. So Absolutely. Well, y'all are sweet. So I, I agree that I have fun. I have fun with what we do here. And uh, this is one of those things. So um, very, very excited to have y'all here today. Blake and Helen, thank you for joining us and for connecting with the Darlington community on the Darlington podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is great. We're glad that you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington podcast. Tune in each week, wherever you like to listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org slash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.